What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, January 27th. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What A Day. On today's show, the accused gunman in Monday's mass shooting in Northern California reportedly confessed to the crime. Plus, the fight over teaching African-American history is flaring up in Florida. But first, let's talk about the latest news out of Memphis, where five former police officers have been charged for the killing of Tyree Nichols. In case y'all haven't heard, Nichols was a 29-year-old Black man who loved skateboarding, photography, and sunsets, according to his family. He died on January 10th, three days after a traffic stop by officers from the Memphis Police Department. Before we get into the most current updates on the case, I'm going to detail what we know about the order of events that led to his death. According to the police, it starts on January 7th at approximately 8.30 p.m. local time when officers pulled over a car for suspected reckless driving. They then say a confrontation occurred between the officers and the vehicle's driver, later identified as Nichols, who then fled on foot. The police say they apprehended him and that another confrontation occurred that resulted in Nichols' arrest. I'll note here that the details on what exactly these quote-unquote confrontations were was not immediately made public. What we do know is that an ambulance was called to the scene of the arrest after Nichols complained of shortness of breath, and he was then transported to a nearby hospital in critical condition. Three days later, he died due to injuries sustained in the, quote, use of force incident with officers. Of note, all five officers involved here are also black men. Five days after Nichols' death, the officers were taken off duty as a local investigation began. Days after that, a federal investigation was declared. And then on January 20th, the officers were named and fired due to violating, quote, multiple department policies. Two Memphis Fire Department employees who were part of Nichols' quote, initial patient care were also fired. Yeah, it's a story we've heard too many times. Mm -hmm. So can you talk to us about how Tyree's family and the broader community have responded to his death? As you can imagine, they want some answers. In the days after his death, Tyree's family hired Ben Crump as their attorney. Ben Crump obviously is a name many of us are familiar with as he's represented the families of an unspeakable number of victims of police brutality over the years, from Trayvon Martin to Mike Brown to Breonna Taylor to George Floyd. And he's been voicing on the family's behalf a desire for the body camera and surveillance footage of the traffic stop to be released. On Monday, the family actually got a chance to view footage of the incident, and one of their lawyers described the footage saying, quote, he was a human pinata for the police officers. It was an unadulterated, unabashed, nonstop beating of this young boy for three minutes. The violence Tyree endured is being compared to that of Rodney King's infamous beating by police in 1991. Yeah, it's horrific, and you don't even need to see the video to know that. On Wednesday night, Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis released a video statement about this case. What did she have to say? 
Well, let's take a listen. And, you know, I want you to pay close attention to the tone of her message here, because to me, it's very telling. This is not just a professional failing. This is a failing of basic humanity toward another individual. This incident was heinous, reckless, and inhumane. And in the vein of transparency, when the video is released in the coming days, you will see this for yourselves. I expect you to feel what the Nichols family feels. I expect you to feel outrage in the disregard of basic human rights, as our police officers have taken an oath to do the opposite of what transpired on the video. I expect our citizens to exercise their First Amendment right to protest, to demand action and results. But we need to ensure our community is safe in this process. So as you just heard, in addition to the descriptions from the family's lawyers, the footage will be bad, right? Which is obviously one of the reasons why formal charges were announced against the officers yesterday. The charges include second degree murder, aggravated assault and aggravated kidnapping. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear a police chief say something like that very often, if at all, Mm -hmm. in this country. And if they are, something must have gone severely severely wrong. Yeah. So I want to look ahead to what we can expect, you know, in the coming days. So the footage from the night that these officers stopped Tyree Nichols is expected to be released sometime tonight after 7 p.m. Eastern. The Shelby County District Attorney confirmed that this footage includes police body camera footage and possibly cell phone and home surveillance video as well. Activists are not happy about the delay in releasing this footage. They had been expecting it to come out after the Nichols family viewed the footage on Monday. But the DA's explanation is that the investigators in this case wanted to finish up as many interviews with the officers and the witnesses as possible before they made this footage public in order to avoid any chance that people would change their statements based on the footage and what they saw. You know, I get that. We want them to be able to do their jobs to the fullest extent. But we should also note the timing, right, of this release. It's happening on a Friday night, usually where you put things that you don't want people to pay attention to, you know? Right. Yeah. To me, the timing is very telling. Releasing anything after hours on a Friday screams that you don't want people to see it. You are trying to prevent it from getting the attention that it would otherwise. But I think that they are very well aware at this point that whether they release it at two in the morning or in prime time, Mm -hmm. this would be getting a lot of attention and that footage will be truly horrific. The Memphis police chief pretty much said so herself. In her statement, she also indicates that she expects people to be incensed by what they see. They expect people to be in the streets protesting, not just the brutality of these officers, but the brutality of a system that allows this to happen repeatedly to black and brown people in particular. She acknowledged that this is pretty much guaranteed to happen. We heard that in the clip. Her ask was that people exercise their First Amendment rights peacefully. And that call was echoed by President Biden himself, who said that he understood the outrage and was joining Tyree's family and calling for peaceful protest. In his statement from yesterday, he also called for meaningful police reforms. We should note that Congress failed to come to an agreement on a package of reforms called the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act back in 2021. Last year, Biden signed an executive order with new use of force rules for federal law enforcement, but those rules don't apply to local law enforcement. And it's clear here that there is still so much left to be done. You know, it's always interesting to me when 
these situations happen and folks make calls for peace as if peace is a logical response to violence. Right. Because it does not seem to be to me. You know, we've covered stories like this many times on this podcast um, and it never gets easier, but they always call for peace. You know why they call for it, but it'll never be the right response. Yeah. You mentioned the Shelby County DA earlier. I want to circle back to that because I know there's some interesting context around him specifically in this position. Tell us what we need to know. Yeah. So our co-host Josie Duffy Rice flagged this for us and I thought it was really important to share. So from 2011 up until last year, Republican Amy Wyrick was the DA in Shelby County. She was at the center of this outrageous case where she brought criminal charges against a black woman who had a prior felony conviction and tried to register to vote. Tennessee has really confusing rules for restoring voting rights. And this woman's probation officer actually signed a form saying that she was eligible to register. So she quite literally had the sign off. But the case attracted national attention and outrage. And Wyrick ultimately lost her bid for re-election last year. It was a big win for criminal justice reform advocates and activists. And it also gave us the new Shelby County DA, Democrat Steve Mulroy. The DA is the person who decides whether or not to prosecute. In this case, he is prosecuting. But had this happened a few months prior while Wyrick was still in office, this situation might look very different. There may not have been any charges against these officers, let alone the murder charges and the other ones that we are seeing against them now. Yeah, I'm glad there's some sort of accountability being put forth in this case. And so glad that that Republican Amy Wyrick is not overseeing this. Yeah, what a nightmare that would have been. I mean, this is already a nightmare, but even worse. Yeah. We'll be following this story very closely over the weekend, as should all of you. Uh, and we'll be back with more on Monday. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. We have an update on Monday's deadly mass shooting in Half Moon Bay, California. In a jailhouse interview with a local TV reporter, the accused gunman, who worked at the two farms where the attacks took place, reportedly admitted to the crime, which left seven people dead and another person injured. He said he did it because he was bullied by co-workers, forced to work long hours, and also believed he was suffering from a mental illness. The San Mateo County DA told the LA Times the suspect's comments were quote-unquote consistent with what he already told investigators. It's not clear if he has a lawyer representing him. Meanwhile, state officials are investigating the two sites for possible labor and workplace safety violations. And just six months ago, another shooting broke out at one of those farms, though no one was hurt in that incident. Separately, authorities in L.A. County are still trying to determine a motive for Saturday's deadly shooting in Monterey Park. So far, they have not been able to draw a connection between the 11 deceased victims and the gunman behind that attack, who was also dead. Israeli forces raided a refugee camp in the city of Jenin yesterday, marking one of the deadliest attacks in the occupied West Bank in nearly two decades. Palestinian officials said nine people were killed and 20 others were injured in the shootout, while Israeli military officials claimed that six quote-unquote terrorists were killed in what they described as an operation targeting Islamic Jihad militants. The Palestinian Authority said on Thursday it would end its security coordination with Israel in the wake of the violence. Israeli military forces have relied on their relationship with the Authority to carry out raids in the West Bank, though similar moves in the past only lasted for a few months. 
This all comes just weeks after members of Israel's new far-right government, led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, have pledged violence against Palestinians and called for the annexation of the West Bank. The College Board, which sets the standards for advanced placement courses at high schools nationwide, said it will revise its pilot course on African-American studies before it releases the official framework on February 1st. It comes after three Florida high school students said they plan to sue Governor Ron DeSantis, whose administration earlier this month barred the course from being taught in the state. Florida's Education Commissioner even called the original proposal, quote, woke indoctrination masquerading as education. The College Board said the decision to make revisions wasn't influenced by Florida's decision, and no states or school districts have had a chance to see the actual framework just yet. I hope the schools and, I mean, the states, whoever needs to agree, are down for it because that sounds like a class that a lot of people could benefit from and a facet of history that you don't learn about a lot Absolutely. in school as it is. Absolutely. California Representative Adam Schiff is now the second person officially vying for Senator Dianne Feinstein's job. Schiff, who was booted off the House Intelligence Committee in a power move by Speaker Kevin McCarthy just days ago, power move makes that sound cooler than it was, it really was not, uh, made the announcement on Twitter yesterday. He touted his experience with taking Republicans to task and leading former President Donald Trump's first impeachment. After all that, I wish I could say the threat of MAGA extremists is over. It is not. Today's Republican Party is gutting the middle class, threatening our democracy. They aren't going to stop. We have to stop them. That's why I'm running for the U.S. Senate. Yeah, I really can't with that soundtrack, but I mean... I was just about to say. (laughs) (laughs) He's a nice man, but I'm sorry. That music's gotta go. Earlier this month, Representative Katie Porter threw her hat into the ring, and Representative Barbara Lee is also expected to join the race, which technically hasn't even started yet. That is because Feinstein, who is 89 years old, has not said whether or not she will seek re-election. Maybe give the senator a head start, though. This race sounds like it's going to be hard on the knees. <laughs> Listen, she should just go sit down somewhere. Go ahead and retire. It's okay, love. Oof. You've done enough. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was 89, I'm sorry. You know what I'd be doing? Watching the original Gossip Girl. It just reruns every day in my house. That's what I'm going to be doing. Looking back on the glory days, heyday of good TV. Not trying to be in the Senate, please. <laughs> Virginia Democrats shit-canned Republican (laughs) Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposal for a 15-week abortion ban yesterday, handing a huge victory to abortion rights advocates in the state. The Virginia State Senate's Education and Health Committee overwhelmingly voted to block Youngkin's bill, along with two other anti-abortion bills, one of which would have banned the procedure later in pregnancy, while the other would have banned abortions outright with little to no exceptions. Virginia Senate Majority Leader Louise Lucas tweeted a photo of herself putting Dr. Documents in a trash can with the caption, all of Glenn Youngkin's bills to limit abortion rights come to my committee. I put them straight into my trash can. I love it. If that isn't pro-life, then why does it give me so much of it? <laughs> it's a good question. And, you know, I was wondering where you were going with shit canned. Really came full circle there. Love it. (laughs) And finally, some close encounters of the giant flying rock kind. Last night at 7.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, an asteroid the size of a large moving truck whizzed past South America's southern edge in one of the closest recorded approaches by a known near-Earth object. The object came about 2,200 miles from the Earth's surface, bringing it within the orbit of Earth's many human-made satellites, 
The asteroid, known as 2023 BU by scientists and close friends, was initially discovered last Saturday, not by NASA, but by amateur astronomer Gennady Borisov, who spotted it from an observatory in Crimea, which is under Russian occupation. NASA quickly assessed that 2023 BU would not hit the Earth, but even if its trajectory did take it towards a collision, given its relatively small size, our nifty atmosphere would have burned it right up. Reassuring. While it scooted past Earth without any trouble, its proximity to our gravitational pull was enough to reorient its trajectory around the sun, making BU 2023 kind of like the girl who studies abroad and comes back calling every train the tube. (laughs) You know, Priyanka, I'm old enough to remember a movie called Don't Look Up Mm. in which everybody was like, oh, it's absurd. It's not real. Next thing you know, we got stuff falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It begs a question. What did they know? And when did they know it? <laughs> I don't know. Just asking. <laughs> and those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads to talk about how the brightest minds of the House GOP are coming together to waste everyone's time. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? 
And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. It's Friday, Wild Squad, and this week we are debuting a little segment we are calling Rent Free. Oh, yes. We love new segments. New segments. Good vibes. We're into it. You may have heard us mention this in every single episode we have ever made, but in addition to this Pitch Perfect podcast you hear five days a week, we also put out an equally hilarious newsletter every single night. Yes, but if your eyes are just too damn tired from doom scrolling to even think about opening your email... We're here to make it a little easier to get you up to speed on what you've been missing in your inbox. Joining us this week is Cricket Associate Editor Julia Clare. Hello. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be here speaking and not typing. (laughs) Well, we're thrilled to have you. So thank you for stopping by. Absolutely. So, Julia, it's been a little busy out there in the world with Trump about to make a comeback on Facebook and George Santos still somehow holding a job in Congress. But what's the one headline that's been living rent-free in your brain this week? Well, (laughs) you know, it has been a messy week in the House of Representatives. I think it is only going to get worse. But the thing that's been living rent-free in my head is a lot of the new sham investigation subcommittees that have been created. There's one called the uh, Subcommittee for the Weaponization of the Government. Oh. um, Which is really fun and flirty. Mm. And there's another one. This is really the heart of the matter. The Subcommittee Investigating the Government Response to the Coronavirus Pandemic because guess who's on that panel? Guess who Kevin McCarthy <laughs> selected? I don't want to guess. <laughs> COVID conspiracy theorist to the stars, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> of course. Knew it. Oh I was like, God. that's too big of a guess for it to be my first guess. I can't. We got to start small. But uh, no, they just went for it. Yeah. You could say that that's the theme of this entire GOP caucus is they just went for it. Um, <laughs> the entire yeah. subcommittee is stacked with COVID quote unquote skeptics like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who literally still this week is calling it the, quote, so-called pandemic. So we stan conspiracy theory girl boss. And most famously, she compared mask requirements to the, quote, abuses suffered by Jews during the Holocaust. Wow. All right. I tried to block that one out of my brain. So anyways, that's the gal who's on the Cool. So it sounds like they're doing some hard-hitting stuff. Can't wait (laughs) to see what comes of this. Just absurd. I think it's really a top-tier use of government time and resources, and only the most serious legislators are getting the keys to the kingdom, and that's Mm. beautiful. Something to aspire to for us all, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was Crooked Associate Editor Julia Clare. She works tirelessly through this entire news cycle to bring you What A Day's nightly newsletter, which if you haven't already, you can subscribe to at crooked.com slash subscribe. Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Priyanka, Travel. Excited to be here.
That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, narrowly avoid a collision with the earth, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just anti-choice bills that go straight in the trash like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Trayvo Anderson. And, and get, get a, a better, better aim, aim asteroids. asteroids. Yeah, you're going to have to do better than that. Or maybe don't do better than what you're currently doing. <laughs> you know. You're fine. Your I performance is just what we need. <laughs>what today is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is Jossie Kaufman. And our executive producers are Lita Martinez, Michael Martinez, and Sandy Gerard. Production support comes from Leo Duran, Ari Schwartz, and Matt DeGroote. With additional promotional and social support from Ewa Okulate, Julia Beach, and Jordan Silver. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.